AgriTalk is brought to you by Full Scale from Helena. Grow Strong returns this season with breakthrough foliar nutrition from Full Scale at Reproduction. And by Propane. Propane is the energy for everyone, especially farmers. Environmentally friendly propane can fuel most anything on the farm. See how at propane.com. Welcome to the special podcast episode of AgriTalk. I'm producer Joe Stackler, and on Thursday, November 16th, I had a conversation with U.S. Senator Joni Ernst about a variety of topics. You may have heard a couple of her responses on the Friday free-for-all. Here is the complete conversation. Joining me now is U.S. Senator Joni Ernst of Iowa. Senator, I know your time is limited, so let's get started with your thoughts on the passage of the continuing resolution. Well, yes. Now, this is uh, actually good news. We did stop the Democrats from forcing a massive spending bill. So um, so we're thankful there. So the government will remain open for Iowans and for service members. They will continue to get paid. Uh, the bad news is that, of course, it is a continuing resolution, which means that Congress has failed to do its job on time yet again. Um, I'll continue fighting. Uh, we will have other deadlines popping up in January and February. But when it comes to agriculture, uh, there was a one-year extension of the farm bill uh, in this continuing resolution. So that also is good news because we saw the farm bill expire at the end of uh, September. So this will carry us on for another year. Uh, but we do hope that we'll return in the spring and be able to get the farm bill over the finish line. But this was a good start. Speaking of the farm bill, the Senate Ag Committee has been working on the farm bill for quite a while. Where do things stand right now? Well, I am encouraged that we got the one-year extension in the continuing resolution that's been agreed to. Uh, but it's no substitute for actually passing a five-year farm bill. So we will continue to work on it, but there really has been a lack of urgency and progress on the bill. That, I believe, is a disservice to rural America. It's a disservice to Iowa. Um, I would like to see more farm in the farm bill and get this done early next year. The Democrats have really been focused on the food programs. They've been focused on climate change. Um, if you look at just SNAP alone, it's 85% of the bill. Um, so that leaves a very small portion for our farm programs. Um, but I'm continuing to work for our farmers. Um, we know that food, fuel, and labor costs are through the roof, and they really do need our support. So uh, we will continue working hard on this. And again, I do hope that we will have a farm bill done in the spring. Tell me about the Ag Committee hearing on innovation in agriculture including AI technology like we've seen Iowa State lead the way in. Yes, this was a fantastic committee. And uh, whether you need to identify an insect in a cornfield or whether you're monitoring animal behavior in a hog barn, um, we talked about all those different things related to agriculture in this committee hearing, and we focused on artificial intelligence. AI has a couple different meanings in Iowa, but 
this one in particular was artificial intelligence. And what we discussed is that AI has the ability to provide farmers with new and improving tools to help them navigate through difficult decisions. It provides for greater efficiencies. And I'm really, really proud that Iowa is leading the charge in this area at Iowa State University, my alma mater. And it, it is actually the home to the AI Institute for Resilient Agriculture. And all of the other committee members were glad to know that. They were excited about it. Um, so we had uh, a witness that was able to share up and coming things from the university with the rest of the members on our ag committee. But it's very good. I did question other witnesses on food security, on privacy and cybersecurity. And I was really glad to hear from all of these great experts. President Biden and Chinese President Xi Jinping met yesterday, and one of the topics of conversation was China limiting the export of chemicals used to make fentanyl. I know you've been working to combat usage of fentanyl. What else needs to be done to eradicate this deadly substance? Well, I do have a bipartisan solution that would address the fentanyl crisis as a national security threat. And that bill was actually approved recently in the Senate Armed Services Committee. And the bill would actually force the Department of Defense to stem the fentanyl crisis at its source, which is the Mexican transnational criminal organizations. Uh, many of those cartels work hand in hand with China. So what we would do, our uh, Department of Defense would be working with military members in Mexico to combat the cartels, um, providing intelligence. But then I'm also calling on tech CEOs like Mark Zuckerberg uh, to put an end to the, the public sale of fentanyl precursor chemicals on Facebook and Instagram. So currently, if you hop on uh, various social media platforms, those users can find uh, numerous ways and advert advertisements about these chemicals, and they can be delivered to your home. And so we're asking those CEOs to take those ads down. Um, so again, we there's a number of ways that we should be combating it. It's pretty easy. We just need people to step up and support these different efforts. Excellent. And I understand you were recently at the border. I was. I was just down at the Arizona border uh, with Mexico. I visited Yuma uh, with a group of other individuals, and I was able to meet with local community uh, service providers like the, the hospital, the hospital administrator and his staff. I met with those that worked for uh, domestic violence shelters, homeless shelters, those I met with the sheriffs in that area, those that worked at food banks and supported food, food programs. We actually went to the border where uh, 
illegal immigrants would be crossing the border. And what we heard from all of those local citizens is how all of these service providers have been overrun by illegal migrants, so much so that they don't have the necessary resources to care for their own population there in Arizona. Uh, one of the just the most devastating stories about how it affects locals is that a, a woman who may be pregnant in Yuma, uh, it, oftentimes the beds are so full of illegal migrants that if a woman goes into labor, she may have to be transported up to 180 miles away in order to deliver her baby. Um, so it's a, a really sad situation and the safety at the border, uh, we obviously have seen go downhill and those poor citizens of Arizona along the border, they are suffering immensely because of the migrant crisis. Okay, and finally, I'd like your thoughts on what's going on in the Middle East with the Israel-Hamas war and also Russia and Ukraine. Yes, absolutely. If we you know, turn our attention overseas, obviously we are a month into the war in Israel after the day of rage where Hamas went into uh, Israel and just indiscriminately terrorized and killed innocent Israelis. Um, we see now with uh, the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces, going into Gaza, they are systematically moving through the Gaza Strip and they are uh, trying to target the Hamas leadership and destroy them. Um, but an important part of this is that we continue to call for those hostages to be released. There are nearly 240 hostages that are being held by Hamas. About a dozen of those hostages are Americans. Uh, we've seen over 30 Americans killed uh, on that day of rage in Israel. We need to keep this in mind. This was not just an attack on Israel, but it was an attack on American citizens that were in Israel for the Jewish holidays. Um, so we just need to be supportive of Israel. We need to stand shoulder to shoulder with them. They truly are in a fight for survival. If we turn to Ukraine, um, we still see uh, the ongoing war in eastern Ukraine. Ukraine has gained back about 50% of the territory that had been taken by Russia. So they are making gains and slowly, ever so slowly, pressing the Russians out of Ukraine. But they need uh, continued support with weapons and munitions. So these are all things that we will be debating as we move forward with a supplemental package that will likely be after the Thanksgiving holiday. And uh, we keep a close eye on that because believe you and me, uh, President Xi of China is closely watching how we handle Ukraine and Israel. Um, he knows that he has an open opportunity with Taiwan, uh, and we don't want to show weakness on the world stage. So again, more to follow on that in the very near future. Thank you, Senator. You've been very generous with your time. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Oh, thanks so much. I appreciate the time. Have a great Thanksgiving. Absolutely. That is U.S. Senator Joni Ernst of Iowa.